Just gone 7.30 in the east, 5.30 in the west. It is going to change the way we, we, we do business. It is going to change your job, potentially, how much you earn even and how you earn it. We'll return now to today's big political story. The government introducing the next stage of its industrial relations reforms to Parliament in Canberra today. Now, business groups are worried that some of the changes will cause problems. They say unions will be given too much power to enter workplaces without notice. And they say it'll become harder to employ casual staff and access labour hire workers. The AI group, the Australian Industry Group, represents employers across the nation. Its chief executive, Innes Willocks, joins us now. Good morning to you. Morning, Chris. Hope you're well. I am very well this Monday. Thank you very much for joining us. Listen, on the face of it, this is great for workers. They're going to get better pay, better conditions. Everyone's going to be happier and they're going to be treated more fairly. What's your objection to this proposal from the government? Are they? Are they going to be treated more fairly? Are there going to be more jobs? Are they going to be paid better? The answers right across the board uh, seem to point towards no. What this legislation is, is neither simple nor modest, as the unions would have you claim. Uh, instead, what they are is adding a heap more complexity to our workplaces, our workplace relations system. It changes the way, it redefines the way a person is uh, categorised as an employee, as a casual, as a contractor, as a labour hire worker. They're all being redefined. And with that will come upheaval. With that comes significant uh, cost for business and it makes it harder for people to be, to be employed, to retain employment, to get employment when they want it because of the complexities that the government is threatening to introduce into our workplaces, into our workplace relations system. So, you know, this is just another step following on from the introduction of multi-party bargaining late last year to completely upending the way that we've, uh, we've all operated for uh, for decades. Innes, you, you say it adds more complexity to the system if you're a business owner, perhaps. But isn't it a little more complexity, a price well worth paying for a more civilised workplace? Well, Chris, I don't think there's anything in here that's going to make it a more civilised workplace. And I wonder how you could come to the conclusion that this would these proposals would make it a more civilised workplace. Uh, what you've got here are proposals for union uh, delegates, union officials to wander into workplaces at, with no notice whatsoever, infringing on people's privacy, infringing on freedom of association rights, infringing on, uh, on the way that workplaces operate, impacting on safety, uh, just because they want to check out the pay records of workers, the details of workers, where they live, how much they earn, when they last had a holiday. All of that is going to be open to union officials. Now, the government says, oh, hang on, but that'll just be for union members. How is that going to be policed at one level? And on the second level, it still doesn't change the fact that union officials will have the right to wander into workplaces at any time, whether you're a unionised place or not, whether you're a unionised worker or not, and to check out what you're doing and how you're doing it. That's not making things more civilised. That's introducing conflict into the workplace well union officials would have the right to enter a workplace or business to investigate contraventions of the fair work act I and mean, they, they can do that um you know again it goes back to the point that 
what we're trying to achieve here is a fair place for us all to do business and for us all to, to work. Uh, isn't the truth here, Innes, perhaps lying somewhere between you and the unions? Well, what you've got here, Chris, is a government saying, well, we want to introduce things like um, same job, same pay, a notion of same job, same pay. But now we're talking about exemptions for small businesses. We're talking about exemptions and carve-outs so that it doesn't impact different times of the year. Uh, this has just got, you know, and there's like, uh, apparently, you know, because I can't say, because we haven't seen the legislation finally yet, a 12-point multi-factor test on whether you qualify or not for labour hire. So the minister yesterday said, oh, it will just apply to the mining and aviation sectors. Now, how he can just contain it to those sectors is beyond anyone's wit. But then how does it apply to the supply chains that, those, that, that supply those industries, mining supply companies, aviation supply companies like ground handlers, baggage handlers, catering companies and their suppliers? What this is, is a recipe for massive uncertainty. Uh, and that's the huge concern for business here. More regulation, uh, more controls, not a job created, nothing to improve productivity, uh, nothing to uh, provide opportunities for younger Australians to get into the workforce, uh, nothing to improve innovation in Australian workforces, more constraints, more regulations, more handbrakes. Mm. You, you mentioned the same job, same pay issue there. The government um, has made a lot of that reform. That would require Labor hire workers to be paid the same amount as other workers in the same workplace. Now, for his part, the employment minister, that's Tony Burke, has said it would only affect, I think it's fewer than uh, 70,000 labour hire workers by current estimates. I mean, But forget that just for a moment, Innes. Uh, let's go nail down the principle here. Labour hire workers doing the same job should get the same pay, shouldn't they? Well... This is, sounds nice, it sounds easy, but it's more complex than you think. You've got to think about classifications within workplaces. So a welder, for instance, a fabricator, they're on the same classification for the duration of their career. So does that mean someone with 30 years experience gets paid the same as someone on their first day in the job? Uh, does it mean that their experience, their background, their skills aren't taken into account? Uh, that would be just a complete nonsense. But that's what this proposal would do. It takes away the ability of people to utilise their skills and experience to earn more money. Um, that's a huge problem for workers as much as anything else. Where's the incentive for them to work harder, to upskill, to do better, to improve uh, and to have um, their experience and their knowledge taken into account? So it's it's simple sloganeering that when you put it into the into the workplace, it is devilishly difficult, and this is where the complexities arise. And this is why the government is now scrambling around, saying, oh, there'll be carve-outs and exemptions uh, right right through what they're proposing. A bad law is a bad law. If you're going to carve it out, it, just, it is just telling you that there's a bad law and a bad principle underneath it all. I just wonder whether we can find any common ground between you and the unions and the government here. I mean, is there anything in this bill that you like? Look, you know, there's a, there's a couple of things here. Look, um, when the government's talking about union rights of entry, which we have great difficulty with, it's talking about criminalising uh, wage underpayments, of which the minister's own department has put its hand up and said it's underpaid 68 of its own workers in recent months. That tells you how complex the system is. It's talking about 
making people be paid the same for all that they for, for all their experience and background. It's talking about making it harder to employ people as casual workers. Um, there's not a lot here to like. Uh, and a bad bill is a bad bill. And there is nothing here that will create a job or make Australia more productive. And that's the great challenge we have. Okay. If it's a bad bill, ditch it. That's, that's what we say. That's a no. That's a simple no, then. There's nothing there that you like particularly. Ennis, thank you very much for joining us. Much appreciated. Thanks, Chris. You take care. Bye-bye.